Do you remember those magic eye picture books that were all the rage in the well, 90s, I suppose, the hypnotic joy of looking at an image which your brain tells you shouldn't change, and yet it does right before your very eyes. Hungarian visual artist Laszlo Bordos also plays with image and visual tricks, creating a kind of trompe l'oeil, projecting onto some of the most beautiful architecture in the world, plunging them into and out of darkness, so much so you'd swear that parts of the building have just disappeared. His next canvas is Melbourne's Shrine of Remembrance, part of the Now or Never Festival. Hello, Laszlo. Hello, Andy. Tell me, what is stereoscopy and how does it change a two-dimensional image into a three-dimensional one in your work? Basically, um, stereoscopy um, actually is a technology which uses, uh, which takes in account the distance between the two eyes of a human and uh, uh, creating an image uh, in the brain. But in this case, I will not bring a stereoscopic uh, projection, but uh, I should say a normal uh, uh, projection. So there's no uh, illusion in this work about a sort of a depth, if you like. It's more of a a, a 2D projection. How, how do you go about 3D mapping? I've always wondered this whilst I look at projections onto buildings. Does it take a long time to map all the points of reference, the corners and the edges of buildings to give the uh, the computer a frame of reference? As you well mentioned, I consider each building uh, a canvas and um, regardless the, the, te the technology which is behind uh, such a I would say light painting. Um, yes, there is um, uh, a lot of engineering uh, behind as uh, laser scanning, 3D modeling, um, because uh, truly I need a very, very punctual um, virtual replica of the real world. And so uh, I know exactly um, the size and uh, all the details of the architecture. And so I can play with it. But uh, coming back to your uh, previous uh, question, um, I will be I will bring a three D animation, just that it will not be uh, visible, viewable with glasses, uh, but just uh, with the naked eyes. How important is what your audience hears whilst they watch what you've created? And I'm referring to the use of music by composers like Icelandic composer Johan Johansson and Czech composer Andrei Scala in, in, in parallel with your visual work. Music is uh, a very important part of uh, such a, an, uh, a work, such an artwork, because um, I'm... Um, usually working with um, so-called audio reactive um, visuals. That means that um, I am taking the sound um, as information, as data to uh, generate the visuals. And definitely the music will always define uh, in a way the dramaturgy of a piece as um, the music um, has um, segments, um, to say so, and um, in my experience, the visual uh, information somehow is um, more efficient if we have sound of it, probably because we are used, simply we are used to that. I mean, if we see uh, lightning, we associate the sound to it, um, 
And I think um, what we artists do is uh, something similar to a lightning and a thunder. Hmm. Because some of your uh, canvases, the, the buildings that you've projected on, are innately musical. I'm talking about opera houses or homes to, yeah. to symphonies. So music in that sense is quite important to your finished product. Yes, um, sound is the very t- very first um, uh, channel of perception which develops um, even inside the uterus, we start to hear. So that is our first information. And um, theoretically, it is the last as well, as far as I know. I mean, the mechanics uh, in the ear will uh, fade out the last. So sound is the very first and the very last um, thing what we experience in our lives. And um, if we consider history of art and uh, history of music, then we can see um, what kind of uh, huge waves, cultural waves, uh, music um, could um, um, provoke. Like, uh, let's uh, think to Beethoven, for example. Um, That's basically just a sound, an immaterial thing, but it changed uh, generations and generations. Um, On the other hand, um, the latest research on what a photon is, so what light is. Um, There is a debate in the scientific world um, that uh, the photons behave as particles, but but we can't name them particles because they don't have mass. And photons behave as waves as well. But we know where there is a wave, there must be sound. And this is very interesting that light, it looks like light is carrying sound in a way. So light and sound are very much uh, correlated in the very nature of our existence. And it looks like um, artists are uh, resonating uh, to that. I can tell, Laszlo, that you're very interested in the sort of neurological or even biological reactions in our bodies whilst we view some of your art. What what happens with our brains whilst we're watching some of your projections? I, I, I think that um, I, I'm trying to uh, find a good answer on um, what art is, um, let's say it uh, that way, useful. So what what is the function of art in our society? And um, I think very much that um, art is the only um, method or the only way of expression which enhances our perception. I mean, how else to uh, develop uh, musicality if not with music? Uh, Same applies to to the visual uh, samples we can collect uh, during simply watching an exhibition. So I think that um, the most important um, part of an artwork should be in a way or other to enhance our uh, perception, to bring emotions and uh, feelings and thoughts. And, and I'm working on that. If you've just joined me on RN Drive, Laszlo Bordos is here. We're discussing his new work, Sacra, as part of the Now or Never Festival on RN Drive, which of course includes a projection 
onto Melbourne's iconic Shrine of Remembrance. Everyone in Melbourne and certainly the country knows the importance, both cultural and historical, of this building. How do you approach a projection on a building with this importance to, to our society? Do you take into account some of the cultural significances? Definitely, I always take into account. And in this uh, case, it was a challenging task, actually, to... Um, so w what I would like to achieve is that everybody who will watch that uh, projection, this projection, um, will take a minute to think about uh, our antecedents and all the people um, who existed before us, because um, um, we, we can be grateful for all those previous generations um, to which we can thank that we have um, life uh, today. There's a lot of history of the projected image using light. You know, humans have been using light and perspective to make art since, well, caveman times. There's Chinese shadow play, Japanese magic mirrors, even camera, camera obscura used by Renaissance artists. Do you kind of see your, your yeah. work as an extension of this? Absolutely. I'm uh, researching the archaeology of the projected image and um, all what you mentioned um, are a, a brick of the entire process. And um, I am also really grateful to, to live in a generation where all these dreams, I mean, like projecting on buildings, it is made possible by uh, technology because um, I was thinking that uh, we could invent um, projections on buildings like 50 years ago, but we wouldn't have technical equipment to that. So beside um, the, the artistic languages and um, the artistic needs, um, there is a need of uh, having uh, the technology behind as well. And uh, when these two meet, um, it, it is a unique uh, situation. And that happened uh, through the history of art um, not so many times. So I think we are living in, 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 in great times from this uh, point of view. I read that you began honing your art in university parties, doing 3D VJing uh, displays. And you've really taken it from what was an underground, perhaps slightly subversive experiment to something so much larger and more technical. Where do you think this kind of technology is, is going next? It's moving so quickly. Where is the future of light artwork and 3D mapping in your mind? It's true. Um, things are going fast and very quick and uh, technologies are changing all the time. And um, in my view, that uh, means um, only one thing, that uh, artists and those who, who, who want to, to create artworks with projection onto buildings, they will need in the future um, that, um, that um, cultural uh, context, which um, will make these projections um, notable I mean, of course, uh, projection on a building is largely used as an, a tool of, um, for entertainment, which is a great thing. But um, I consider projections on buildings a form of art, 
um, a visual language uh, never seen before, which uh, needs um, which, which needs time to explore the possibilities um, of it. And so, um, beside the technological uh, improvements, I think with the time, the most important will be the, the creative idea and uh, the artistic input into such uh, projections. Laszlo Bordos and his new work, Sacra, can be seen at Melbourne's Shrine of Remembrance, running between the 1st and 2nd of September as part of the Now or Never Festival. Great to talk to you, Laszlo. Great to talk to you, Andy. For more great conversations, search for The Drawing Room on the ABC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts.